Welcome to Real Health, Real People. I'm Heather Crawford. And I'm Sarah Frappier. And we're here to talk about real health for real people. Is it over? I don't do such things because I'm a lady. <laughs> mm. Oh man, I got a little cold. What's the? I was trying to think of the the best part of waking up is coffee in your cup. I love it. <laughs> delicious. It is. It's like life juice. It is super delicious, life giving caffeine. How appropriate that we're totally sitting here with our cups of coffee today, too. Because we're going to talk about caffeine. 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 So last week we talked about um, diet sodas. It's true. And so this is like perfect because people were asking, well, what about the caffeine? Yes, because the caffeine specifically, because there's lots of different vehicles for the receipt of caffeine, which we will discuss. Yeah, there's some interesting ones. Yes, there are. <laughs> but we are going to talk about caffeine today caffeine. on our, what we should probably say what we are, real health, real people. I, I am definitely a real person. Talking about real health. Mm-hmm. I'm Sarah, by the way. I'm Heather. <laughs> We're keeping it real. Join us. <laughs> Won't you? Grab a cup of, cup of, cup of. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> Grab a cup of coffee, sit down, relax, join mm. our soothing sounds, <laughs> our sultry soothing sounds. Mm. Coffee is so good. <laughs> For real, though. So, every month I do this um, 10-day lifestyle program called Shred 10, and one of the things, one of the parts of it is like we give up caffeine for those 10 days and so I really want to know why like yeah what's the point what's up with that because I love my caffeine in the form of coffee or tea yes and I don't want to give it up and we have so much information oh we do oh my goodness I mean one I think we both were really interested and invested in this topic yes absolutely (laughs) because like what's up with this and two there is tons I mean tons and tons of research out there and a lot of it's equivocal because there's stuff for both sides. Right. I hope that there's more stuff on the good side. The good side. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> or that should be dun, 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 dun. Like, I guess a happy noise. But first, what is caffeine and where do we find it? It's actually a central nervous system stimulant of the methylxanthine class. Sounds exciting. For all of you scientists out there that know what a methylxanthine is, science! <laughs> and it is actually the world's most widely consumed psychoactive drug. Ooh. Yes, we did say drug. Mm. <gasps> psychoactive. Psychoactive. And it's, um, unlike many other psychoactive substances, it's legal and unregulated in nearly all parts of the world. Wow, what are some other psychoactive drugs (laughs) i wouldn't know heather i don't do drugs hugs not drugs you could see my face right now it'd be a big smile with a thumbs up but obviously the 
That's crazy that it's listed in the same category, but it's legal and unregulated. Yeah, it's considered psychoactive because it activates certain pathways in your brain that stimulate you because mm-hmm. you hear it's a stimulant. Right. And mainly what it does, it when a person is alert and, alert and awake, the adenosine that is present in your neurons accumulates over time and then activating this receptors... It produces a response that makes you feel increasingly drowsy. Hmm. And so the adenosine accumulates throughout the day and you get drowsier in the evening and it binds to the receptors. But what caffeine does, it prevents the activating the activating receptor. Sweet. So it basically is like, block, block. No tired for you today. And then you're stimulated and you stay awake and that's why you get that little extra pep in your step. Well, it's funny, too, talking about it being a drug. So, um, did you used to watch Saved by the Bell? Um, Jessie? Are you yes. referring to the episode with Jessie? <laughs> when she was addicted to no-dose. Yeah, which is basically just it's straight a caffeine up pill. caffeine pill. And she was all like, I'm so excited. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm so scared. <laughs> and then Zach Morris gives her a big hug. And oh. then there's this... Just, like, thing at the end of the episode that's all about, like... Like, talk to someone. If you feel that you have a substance addiction problem... Oh, it was a great, um... Good message. Good try. Good times. Good try on their part. (laughs) I guess that back then... What was it? That Was it early 90s? Yeah. That that was out? I guess they didn't want to do, like, hardcore drugs. Hard drugs drugs on there. Nowadays, it'd be like, your kid's on crack! (laughs) Jessie's shooting up in her bedroom again. Don't do crack. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a little more serious. Sadly, sadly, in today's day and age, <laughs> it has gotten rough out there, kids. <laughs> rough. But I do, um, I think it probably can be addictive. I don't know. Yeah, and there are some some things that would call it maybe addictive, where you would depend. Right. Basically, anything that you feel that you need to have. Like, people are like, oh, I have to have my cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, now, your body wouldn't break down and not function. I mean, yeah, I don't feel like you would have to go into treatment No. for coffee. No. And we'll get into, like, dosages. Like, maybe if you're taking ridiculous mm. dosages and there may be some withdrawal symptoms, we can talk about that, too. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, so where does coffee come from? It is comes from, actually, we call it coffee bean, but right. I was just discovering this. It's actually a misnomer. It's actually a seed from the kaffia plant. Isn't that crazy? So I want to, like contact the coffee bean like the company and be like your name's wrong i know but everywhere and everything calls it a bean i maybe because it looks beanish do you eat chocolate covered coffee beans um i certainly do oh they're so like the dark chocolate covered oh my gosh they're so good (laughs) i get them in the crazily enough in the health food section of the trader store (laughs) (laughs) but they're so tasty just little nuggets of happy but now we know that they're chocolate covered coffee seeds yes they are because they come from a fruit i feel super lied to i know i feel deceived (laughs) dang you jose but so that makes me think, though, um, plant equals healthy. Isn't that a coffee brand? Something with a guy named Jose? Or did I just make that up? Am I thinking of Jose, Jose. Cuervo? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a Jose's coffee, right? I don't, I don't know. Like the um, Equi- coffee from Ecuador? I don't know. Regardless, you lied to all of us. <laughs> Sir. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway, but coffee, in addition to being used, obviously, or caffeine, did I say coffee? I meant yeah, caffeine. We're talking a lot about coffee. But anyway, we talk about it getting in coffee in our morning. It's used for a lot of other things, though. Coffee, yeah, caffeine, totally. caffeine actually has a lot of uses. It does. I mean, caffeine is one of the most commonly used stimulants among athletes because it's legal. Um, you know, a lot of things aren't legal for athletes to take, but they can use caffeine. It is used um, to treat things like asthma, gallbladder disease. How crazy is that? Um, ADHD, actually, um, when my son was young, we used to give him coffee before school because we read that it would help keep him focused. And I don't know if it helped or Did not, it? but it seemed to, it seemed hmm. on the days that he had it, it was a better day. Well, that but seems much better than having to go get like a prescription like a drug, for right. something. Yeah. And he actually loved coffee, so it worked really well. Interesting. Kids don't usually like coffee. I mean, it's for a lot of things. Shortness of breath in newborns. Oh, yeah. Premature infant breathing disorders. They use it to help them. It's actually on the WHO model list of essential medicines for hmm. that purpose specifically for pre... What are they? Premature. Yeah. It's crazy. Lots of things. Um, and if you're suffering from um, crazy migraines, there's a really crazy way they use caffeine to help you treat that. <laughs> we might talk about that later. <laughs> And it also has been shown to be modest, modestly protective against Parkinson's, certain types of cancers, cardiovascular disease. I mean, there's like all kinds of claims and research supporting said claims yeah. as to what caffeine is used for and why it may be used. Mm, I'm excited already. I know. And the FDA is actually classified it as safe. Um, and the toxic doses over 10 grams per day are much, much, much higher than typical doses of under 500 milligrams per day, per day. And I think Heather has like average, what's the average caffeine in certain? Well, like, um, coffee, like, I think it was like four cups of coffee is 400 milligrams. So like a hundred milligrams per cup of coffee, um, like, most of your sodas are going to be around 40 milligrams of caffeine. It said um, chocolate. Mm. Mm. That's, like, another really fun way to get caffeine. It's actually pretty low. It's only about 26 milligrams of caffeine. Tea is about 40 milligrams. And then it's in a lot of medicines, but it's specifically, like, painkillers for headaches and things like that. It's got, like, 65 milligrams of caffeine. So... If the toxic dose is over 10 grams, that's literally about 50 cups of coffee. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if you're drinking 50 cups of coffee a day, that may be a problem. Mm -hmm. um, but they actually say the easiest way to overdose on caffeine would be something like a pressed caffeine powder, like in a no-dose pill. Mm, Jesse or, was right. Yeah, I know, Jesse. Poor Jesse from <laughs> Saved by the Bell. Or like, so basically pure caffeine powder, like a tablespoon mm -hmm. of that could kill you. And I actually read a crazy wow. statistic. <laughs> yeah, That's crazy. A crazy statistic about this guy who had, oh, what did he have? He had some kind of a disease and he overdosed on mints breath mints that had caffeine in them what yeah he had a very very compromised immune system he had liver cirrhosis uh, 
And he overdosed on caffeinated mints. Caffeinated mints. So, yeah. I guess <laughs> I guess if you have a severely compromised immune system, don't be popping right. popping that caffeine like candy literally. <laughs> I don't know how, mint with caffeine in it? I know. I don't know what that would even Well, I have some mints, um, like green tea mints. They probably oh, have caffeine. Oh, yeah. But very, I would imagine very, very, very low amounts. Yeah. Because even the tea is low. Yeah. So it would be even lower than that, yeah. I would imagine. Well, and then obviously there's different doses, um, recommendations for different special populations. Yeah, for one, like kids, obviously. So you're not going to want to give your kids... You know, the same 200 to 500 right. milligrams of coffee a day, they would be one crazy people, <laughs> right? I mean, kids are crazy energy, yeah. Any, anyway, like they're little ping pong balls just all <laughs> over the place. So, can you imagine pumping them full of 500 right. milligrams no. of caffeine? Oh like, don't do that to yourself, people. Oh. Don't the struggle's real, but man, I see it all the time. I see kids walking around with these giant energy drinks. And oh my gosh, big and gulp sodas, sodas and <gasps> those. Poor, Poor parents. parents and teachers. Oh my gosh! Um, can you imagine? Like, I mean, let's be kind. Let Let's not send our <laughs> right. kids all hopped up on caffeine <sighs> to poor teachers that deal with twenty of them at a time, right? Or more, depending. Yeah. Holy moly! So anyway, they recommend basically under the age of twelve. Well, actually, ages four to six, slightly more than a soft drink. So forty-five milligrams. 7 to 9, 62, and ages 10 to 12, 85, so about a half a cup of coffee. Right. So still, like, up to teen years, less than a cup of coffee. Yeah. Less, yeah. less, about less than half a cup of coffee mm-hmm. for your little ones, which, I mean, and we ever automatically, for me, when I think of caffeine, I think of coffee. Yeah. So you're too. like, oh, why would kids be drinking coffee? But then, no, there's sodas energy drinks, all those things right. that Heather just listed. And especially nowadays, there's energy, literally everything. everything. There's even, I saw like certain energy juices. Mm-hmm. Like you can get that, um, what is it? It comes in a bottle. Anyway, it's like all different fruit flavors and it has added caffeine. Wow. And like. In your juice. In your juice. Jolted juice. Yeah. Jumpstart your day with juice. <laughs> Jumpstart. Yeah. So crazy variety and then um well and then for pregnancy you know they they caution people but they're still with pregnancy there's a lot of not unknowns with the caffeine so that's really why they're cautioning because they don't really know um the studies have been really inconclusive inconclusive. yeah there's a lot of studies that have taken place and are ongoing but none have actually proven that it leads to early term births or miscarriages. Um, Um, Something, you know, they say since caffeine is a stimulant and a diuretic, which we'll talk more about, but, you know, it can increase your blood pressure and your heart rate, so they want you to be careful with that when you're pregnant. Well, Um, especially if you have preeclampsia or something. Right, right. I mean, that's a different situation. But it definitely, you know, has been inconclusive on the miscarriage, the preterm birth, the even getting pregnant. And I can say, because with both of my children, this was way back, I had my kids really young, but way back before I knew anything about being healthy. And throughout both pregnancies, I drank large amounts of caffeine. And my kids were full term and super healthy. So, so about how many milligrams do you think you were having a day? Oh my goodness. I mean, 
at least two cups of coffee in the morning and maybe six cans of Mountain Dew <laughs> every day. I mean, it was crazy. So well and over... And chocolate. Yeah, I mean, well... Over 500 milligrams. Yeah, it was a lot. Which is the recommended average amount for an adult, so mm-hmm. yeah. And they're, they're normal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were healthy birth weights and they yeah. were full term. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's just my personal yeah. experience. But obviously, do, listen to your doctor. Yeah, obviously. The UK, Canada, and the US all have recommendations of basically around to less than 200 milligrams of caffeine a day if you are pregnant. Right. So those are the current recommendations. But again, um, research has not conclusively proven that it has severe detrimental right. effects. Now, we're not saying go live it up. but Oh, well, definitely don't do what I did. No. And mamas, if you see another mama having a cup of coffee, like, don't judge. Yeah, don't judge. Don't hate on that. Let's all be supportive. Yeah, exactly. Like, just because you choose not to have a cup of coffee when you're prego right. does not mean that the woman next to you that's having one is a bad mama. Let's right. just call it like it is, ladies. <laughs> Get off your high horse. That's right. Just saying. And we will get off ours. The <laughs> end. <laughs> Can you judge on people being judgy? Is that still judgy? Ooh, good question. Like, if I'm judging you for being judgy, does that make me judgmental? Yes. <gasps> oh, this is getting complicated. Can't we all just be nice? Oh, moms struggle so much, though, anyway. Let's just not hate on moms. I know. That's right? like the thing. I just keep thinking about the picture of pink. Yes. She was sitting on her floor pregnant, drinking a cup of coffee, and the amount the of internet hate went crazy. The amount of hate comments she got yeah. and just horrible saying like I can't believe you're drinking that poor girl right. she just wanted a cup of coffee. And can I tell you there is probably not a more fit mom than pink. I know. Come right? on. Let's be real, ladies. Let's lift let's be uplifting, not <laughs> down pressing. Oh, so we talked a lot about coffee, but there's a lot of other ways we can get caffeine. We talked a little bit. Yeah. Tea and chocolate. Tea, chocolate, sodas, energy drinks. Yeah, it's in medications. Medications. Obviously, you can take it orally. Mm -hmm. Heather mentioned earlier about IV. If you're in the hospital, you can get it intravenously. Yeah, well, it said specifically like after having an epidural, they may give you caffeine in your IV to help keep you from getting a headache. Mm-hmm. Um, I also read a really interesting fact <laughs> about migraine sufferers that um, you can take caffeine along with some pain medication rectally. In a suppository. <laughs> caffeine suppository. <laughs> so we started joking, could you have a coffee enema? <laughs> <laughs> Too hot, too hot, too hot. So it has to be just right. <laughs> you don't want the iced, you don't want the super spicy hot. You just want it just right. Oh, don't try this at No, home, do people. not. This is not at all a recommendation or even a thing. <laughs> We're just saying that some people that have severe migraines do have suppository options. Right. So talk to your doctor today. <laughs> Ask your doctor. Ask your doctor today about caffeine suppositories. <laughs> Trademarked. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's even fair. But hey, it would be kind of cool to get a coffee IV at home, right? Oh my gosh. Would Can save you imagine? Some steps. Can you imagine? Oh, Just I wake bet. Up, plug I bet hungover people everywhere yes. would be lining <laughs> up to purchase that kind of a product. Which, by the way, that is a myth. 
coffee and caffeine do not sober you up. No, it's very true. It does not. It doesn't. And I know that's like one of those common myths like, oh, sober them up. Give them some coffee. Give them some caffeine. It does not work. Because alcohol is metabolized the way it's metabolized and caffeine does nothing to assist the metabolism of alcohol. So if you think you're going to have a few drinks and then drink some coffee and get behind the wheel, well, and two, obviously alcohol is dehydrating and coffee is a little dehydrating too. Mm. So you're just dehydrating more. Yeah. And you just need water. Water. So if, 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 you are feeling like you want to sober up. Drink some water and eat and some And go to bread. sleep. Yeah, sleep too. <laughs> I don't know. Bread's always good. Everyone mm. loves bread. Yeah, who doesn't love bread? I don't know. On another topic, <laughs> we'll we talk will talk about, about bread. About later. bread. <laughs> so what are some more, you know, benefits and or side effects of caffeine? Oh, so many. I This is where I really was diving in because there's so many clinical research studies that have been done talking about like caffeine and what it does. And there's one particular website I look at and it basically looks at all of the studies that are out there, compares the research and kind of like compiles it and summarizes it for you. So it makes it really nice and you don't have to go read 50,000 papers on your own. Right. You You know what's even nicer? Listening to you. Just tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually did, though. I read a lot of (laughs) articles because that's what I love as a biochemist. Mm -hmm. I love to read research because that's how I roll. Um, But we had mentioned that for aerobic running capacity, power output, adrenaline is increased. All of these things take place. So we're talking about like athletic performance. Right. Heather mentioned improving athletic performance. Although I, I don't recommend... Drinking something high in caffeine right before your workout class because usually what you're going to get is an energy drink or some coffee and both just don't do well in your stomach. Yeah, so again, like the vehicle with which you get the caffeine. Yeah, it matters. Matters. Because obviously if you're drinking a super sugary energy drink or a super fancy mocha latte frappa right. frino chino <laughs> with extra whip and you're going to chug that bad boy Ooh. like no way don't work out after that's all i can say you're going to be throwing up in class yeah you're not going to feel great and not to mention all of the ridiculous added calories and sugars and right, syrups and chemicals and colors and flavors so i think a lot of the time when caffeine is warned against it's not necessarily the caffeine itself it's how we're getting it it's everything else because think about what's associated with it and so there's a lot of people that say oh my gosh it contributes to diabetes caffeine equals diabetes when actually um there may be an increase in blood glucose immediately after ingesting the caffeine but it does not adversely affect glucose long term awesome so it actually and actually has been shown to decrease your risk for type 2 diabetes yeah i saw that in one of my papers which is super exciting and there's quite a few studies with um similar conclusion on this matter so it's actually pretty substantial research that yes it can prevent and so when people are saying oh you know caffeine and drinks like that they are bad for diabetes it's because it's yeah the it's sugar actually filled, the sugar it's the sugar filled beverages right with along with the caffeine so be careful when you're hearing claims like this if you're someone's just saying oh if you drink that it's going to give you 
diabetes, well, what are they specifically talking about? Right. They're not really talking about the caffeine because caffeine actually, when isolated, helps. helps. It also helps to prevent certain types of cancers. Sweet. Yeah. And what else does it do? It increases lactate production during exercise Hmm. when caffeine is acutely preloaded. So if you have a caffeine shortly before a workout, your lactate production will go up, which is interesting. But I I don't know that you want to be breastfeeding your baby with caffeine. I don't, yeah, I don't think that you want to be lactating during your your workout. (laughs) I don't know. Leakage. I don't know. I've never personally had to experience that type of a scenario. But it, you know, it's a finding. It, it, it is. A <laughs> it's finding. amazing the things that they research. Um, cortisol does appear to be increased at high doses, but lower doses may not necessarily have an effect. There is a slight increase in blood pressure, which is um, due to caffeine tolerances. So if you're a native or a naive user, if you don't have caffeine a lot, like mm-hmm. me, I don't have caffeine every single day, so I'm way more sensitive. Right. Than say someone that drinks caffeine That's every drinking. single yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, you know your body. Right. We know that if we put something in our body and it adversely affects us, we probably shouldn't continue <laughs> to put yeah. it in our body. So right. yes, you can say all day long the FDA. Oh yeah, two hundred to five hundred milligrams of caffeine is safe. But you know, if you have even half a cup of coffee and you're jittery, jittery. and bouncing <laughs> off right. the walls, you probably, for whatever reason, your body is metabolizing it differently. Right. You know, and, you know, people say they have, you know, sensitivities or allergies. That's really just your body's way of telling you, like, maybe don't mm, don't have it. Maybe, (laughs) you know, there are certain things that I don't eat. I don't know that I necessarily have an allergy, but when I eat them, I don't feel good. Right. So I don't eat them. That's super smart, Sarah. Yeah. Sometimes I know things (laughs) and have good things to say. Well, and we'll talk about, like, pre-workout supplements in the future but if you've ever like taken or or drank a pre-workout and then not worked out oh yeah has anybody done that like your body goes crazy yeah because it has shaking and just crazy all of that energy and doesn't really know where to go now for me and i'm actually probably making a bit of a mistake in having this cup of coffee because it's after 12 p.m (laughs) (laughs) i may have a little bit of trouble getting to sleep sleep tonight yeah 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 Because the actual half-life of caffeine is about six hours. Mm -hmm. So if I drink a cup of coffee now in six hours, there will still be some caffeine in my system. In your system. So back when I was an avid soda drinker, like I would go to bed with a can of Mountain Dew on my nightstand and drink (gasps) it and fall asleep and wake up and have another one. You may have seriously had a problem. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely had a problem. It was probably the sugar too that you were But still like... My caffeine tolerance is still really high. Like, my having this coffee now won't affect my sleeping yeah. tonight. Whereas for me, it may. And see, here's the thing. I Knowing that, I, again, just know your body. Right. I'm knowingly making that choice. <laughs> maybe I'll do some extra research tonight for our next Yeah, or maybe podcast. she'll get some extra sweat in to help her. Yeah. Um, there is known to be some minor effects on anxiety levels if you're a really really anxious person already probably don't add a stimulant (laughs) i mean just across the board and that includes any kind of stimulant right um let's see there's mixed effects on metabolic rate 
decrease in fatigue, obviously. Right. Um, what are some other interesting ones? Oh, there were no significant influences on cholesterol or triglycerides. Good. Yeah. So really, some of these big things that people are afraid of, like affecting your cardiovascular health right, and right. all this stuff, it's really not doing anything harmful Diverse, yeah. that has been scientifically proven. Which is exciting for me. I know. <laughs> so all of this research is saying that, yes, there are some things to be aware of, mm-hmm. but there's no hard and fast proof that it's really that detrimental to your health and well-being. Right. Keep it under four cups of coffee a day and you're good. And that, to me, sounds like a whole That's lot. a lot, yeah. Especially for me, who may drink a cup of coffee or go and have, like, a dopio at everyone's favorite coffee spot on the street. Right. I love my flat whites at that same establishment. But I also really love a good cup of hot tea. So I I have coffee like once or twice a week and I mostly am drinking my hot tea. Yeah. It's way less than caffeine. But now there are some things and again talking about special populations, why you would maybe want to detox mm-hmm. or quit. If you think that you may want to eliminate caffeine out of your life, especially people that may have gut, severe gut issues like like IBS IBS or Crohn's Mm -hmm. disease, because caffeine and especially in the vehicle of coffee can affect the acidity of your stomach. And obviously if your stomach is already in peril or having issues, then it can affect your digestion, can create an environment that ulcers can develop, and what else? Increase, increase could increase acid reflux, right? And heartburn, yeah. And heartburn. Now that makes sense. These things are all though very, very minor in someone that doesn't have any kind of pre-existing condition. So mainly, if you just know that you have higher acidity in your stomach or some kind of a gut disease, then right. again, use common knowledge. Talk to your doctor, and if you have predispositions towards this stuff, yeah, maybe skip that. Cup of coffee. Yeah. So Heather was saying how she detoxes once a month. Are there any kind of symptoms that you would experience? Well, I've had a couple different experiences too. So the first time I did this 10-day detox, I had been drinking a lot of caffeine. So it was like, I don't know, probably after the holidays or something. So I'd been, you know, just not regulating what I was doing, drinking a lot of caffeine. So I had... Like, day one, I felt pretty good, but day two, I felt really sluggish. And then day three, I had, like, this major headache. It was super tired. Day four, I still had a headache. And day five, I started to feel better, and then it got really good after that. But another time I did it, um, I hadn't been drinking very much caffeine at all, and I didn't have any of those symptoms. Oh. So I think it really does show that, like, if you're being excessive about it, um then your body does kind of go through a withdrawal without it. Um, but it wasn't bad, and it also showed me that it was super easy to um, cut back and get back into my normal routine. Your normal routine. Um, some of the other benefits of maybe quitting caffeine or caffeinated beverages, really um, financial savings Yeah, is one. That establishment we like to visit can really pull some money out of your pocket. Yeah, if you're going and getting a medium-sized, fancy, caffeinated beverage (laughs) at this particular establishment that we all know and love, um, (laughs) if you do that every single day, 
at about $365 a day. That's $26 a week. That comes out to $1,332 a year. That's crazy. A year. Over $1,300 on coffee. On coffee beverage. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like when I saw Don't that number. Don't tell my husband. I <laughs> Edit this before he gets it. Shh, edit. No one has to know. But I mean, so think about that. Same th- If energy drink, if you had an energy drink every day, $1,000 a year. If you have home-brewed coffee, more like $260 a year. Well, that's what I normally do, so. <laughs> yeah. Again, like those five-hour energy things, $1,000 oh, a year. we got to tell you about energy drinks one day, too. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about those because we got some stuff to say that's about right. <laughs> those. And it is not good. <laughs> um, they do say, again, if you're sensitive like me, you may get better quality of sleep. I mainly recommend it. I just don't drink coffee or caffeinated beverages past 12 p.m. Yeah. And then I'm fine because if I'm in sleep, you know, by 9 or 10, like pretty much caffeine's out of my it's system. It's all gone. Yeah. It's gone. Um, decrease anxiety again if you have extreme anxiety mm-hmm. levels. Quitting may decrease some of your jitteriness. What else? Oh, weight loss. Yeah, especially if you're having, you know... I don't know a whole lot of people that just drink like black coffee or plain tea. Or just tea. straight espresso. Espresso, right. So most of the time you're having a lot of added calories or sugar in, in those drinks. Yeah, because if you don't, there's a lot of people that drink coffee that don't actually like coffee. Right. And so they just they like creamer. Sugar and syrup <laughs> and creamers. And right. that is going to contribute to your calories. And again, some pretty interesting facts. If you drink just one energy drink a day, that will add up to 73,000 calories a year. Oh, my goodness. And <laughs> one pound of fat contains the equivalent of 3,500 calories. So do the math on right. that. Oh, my goodness. On how many pounds. So think about that, how many calories you have to burn to equate the amount right. you would be and, consuming. And, yeah, and most people drink more than one, you know, caffeinated beverage a day. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, this one, a soda, which has... Um, a 16 ounce soda contributes 87,000 calories a year mm. if you drink one every day. I can't, I can't. I'm so glad I don't drink soda anymore. I know you sounded like you had struggles. The struggles were real <laughs> struggle with Heather and her Mountain Dew. <sighs> so, but you, you're not addicted to coffee, so it doesn't no. sound like it was mainly the caffeine. It sounds probably like it all the sugar, and sugar, it, yeah, and all that nonsense yeah. that nonsensory we talked about <laughs> on our last podcast um healthier teeth coffee and tea can stain your teeth yeah i mean and they're acidic so that yeah. yeah i could eat a little bit at the enamel again a lot of this being not specifically the caffeine but the, the way vehicle. you're getting the caffeine right and right. then yeah so when you boil all of this research down the caffeine itself actually has a lot of advantages medically, mm-hmm. can actually improve sports and athletic performance, Yes, can be used to help Lots of premature babies, yeah. prevent diabetes, help prevent cancers, help with Parkinson's and memory. Oh, that's another thing. Yes, we memory. didn't even talk about the cognitive memory effects that caffeine can have, which is actually really beneficial for mm-hmm. your memory. Um... It's mainly the junk that goes that along to it, with right. the caffeine. Yeah, because all of these things, like I read about coffee and tea, were all the same benefits. 
So it, as long as you're not adding a bunch of crap to it, you're drink in some it. good shape. Yeah, drink some coffee, drink some tea. So we would have to say caffeine is approved. Approved. Let's cheers. Let's cheers to that. We're going to cheers our caffeinated beverages. <laughs> I'm drinking coffee with just a little bit of almond milk. I'm drinking coffee with just a little bit of cashew milk. Ooh, that's what check I us out with our nut milks. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. I said it. She always says really funny things when I have liquid in my mouth. I You would think I'd time it, but I don't. It just serendipitously works out that way, and I love it because she almost spews beverage uh, always. just all over the place every time. It's like it's, the third time today. You just need to stop drinking beverages around me. But then you would probably dehydrate because we're together like all the time. All the time. It's insane. It's amazing that she's not sick of me yet. <laughs> Oh my gosh, one of these days, one of these days, it will only be one of us on this podcast. (laughs) And the other one will be nowhere to be found. Just kidding. Seriously, we do need a chaperone. (laughs) We definitely need a chaperone. We had way too much discussion about the um, rectal caffeine injections before we got here. So we did have a listener question. Oh, listener questions. <laughs> questions from you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, y'all. Make sure you're sending us questions at realhealthrealpeople at gmail.com. It's Please so exciting. Do. We love getting your questions. We love knowing that you're listening. Yes. So they wanted to know um, what are the differences with juicing and blending and which one is better? Oh, juicing versus blending those fruits and veggies. So I'm sure that everyone's heard of juicing in which you have some sort of elaborate juicer device. Yes. And you throw in fruits and veggies and greens. Mm -hmm. And it squishes and (laughs) pulpates and pulpates. Pulpates? Pulps up. (laughs) Squishes. The technical term. All of these things and outputs juice. Yes. But then leaves behind all of the fibrous material. Right. Oh, there's a lot of pulp left over when you're done juicing. And um, juicing is still really good for you, but having all of that left over. You're losing a lot of the fiber and nutrients right. that are in those parts of the fruits and veggies. Because we all know, like, they say, oh, the healthiest part of an apple is the skin mm-hmm. or a cucumber right. or orange. And so what happens when you drink the juice is you're getting super nutritious nutrients, but you're also, your blood sugar is going to spike up and crash really quickly because it's missing that fiber component. So um, if you're juicing, you want to kind of have, you know, drink it with something that has fiber, like have a snack at the same time to help balance yeah, that. Yeah, maybe a bowl of blood sugar. Healthy fiber cereal. Yeah. Or something. So obviously versus blending then, where you just throw maybe the whole fruits and veggies in a blender, you're not losing right that pulp, pulpiciousness. Yeah, you're getting the <laughs> whole thing, especially if you've got a really high powered blender, like you can really get the entire fruit, the entire vegetable in there and it's helping um release those i mean juicing does too but it's helping release those phytochemicals with the grinding process and the enzymes the enzymes yeah, yeah that help you digest and absorb all of the nutrients that are in these amazingly healthy yes. fruits and vegetables so yes that was a great 
question. Absolutely. Um, of course, we are big advocates of both yeah, systems. Absolutely. I mean, Whichever juicing one you're and gonna blending. Do. Yeah, whatever you're going to do to get those fruits and veggies in your system. Get them in. Do it. Do it. Do it. Because do we are it, all about do it. Do it. Now, we would... We would caution against buying juice off the shelf, like right. all those sugar-filled from concentrate mm-hmm. shelf juices. You know, there's a an entire aisle in the grocery right. store of juices, and I would say a good 98% of them are going to be bad for you. Right. They're filled with preservatives, or even if they don't have preservatives, they've been sitting too long to have the lab enzymes available to you. Yeah. Now, there are some, there's some, like, they're just, just juice. Mm-hmm. I think they're even called, like, just juice type yeah. of beverages, and they are literally just water and the fruit. And the fruit. So, if you're going to go pre-packaged, you know. Yeah, look for those, because it's... Both juicing and blending are most beneficial if consumed immediately. Immediately. Because, again, of the live enzymes. And enzymes are alive. And yes. they're they're processing and they're breaking things down and metabolizing. So they die off over time. Yeah. And, and we the, need them. We need those live enzymes. And they even start to die off once you pluck yes, a fruit from the vine. Mm-hmm. So that on, the best time to actually consume fruit or vegetable is like within six to 12 hours after it's been farmed. Yes. And, you That's know. That's why it's important to grow your own if you can. Yeah. If you can grow your own, have a little tower on your back porch or a little box in your window and yeah. grow some greens and make a salad. It's <laughs> super delicious salad. Or throw it in a blender and have a smoothie. Or throw it in a blender and have a smoothie or your super amazing juicer, which yes. I don't have because I hate dishes. Right. It is really messy. I'm to the point, I was telling Heather earlier that I almost ate cereal out of a Tupperware (laughs) container because all of my bowls were dirty and I refused to wash one and I just wanted cereal in that exact moment. I wanted my healthy granola and dagnabbit, I wasn't going to wash a bowl to do it. (laughs) So you can imagine why this girl doesn't have a juicer. Right. Because it's just too much work and I hate to get my hands soapy yeah mm. i mean i wash them (laughs) (laughs) employees must wash hands before returning to work absolutely (laughs) i do wash my hands just i'm not my dishes super excited. I know. We were so excited to talk about this. We have so much research and highlights and papers. And And I was really, really hoping that it was going to have this good conclusion. Yes, which it did. It definitely has a positive outcome for you caffeine lovers out there. Yes. Just be cautious about what what vehicle you were using, how you were getting your caffeine into your body, what is coming along with it. Absolutely. So hit us up on realhealthrealpeople.com. We do episode recaps that are super fun. We do, and we have links to some of the um, articles and information that we've used to get our research so that you can can look at it yourself. You can make your own conclusions. Yeah. We're just here to provide the info the way we see it. Yeah, and all of our social media links are on there, too. I'd love to hear from you on Twitter. Yes. I want some more Twitter followers on our Real Health, Real People. And we have Instagram and Facebook. We have all the things because Heather's a social media (laughs) guru. All the things. All the things. And you have pictures. You can see pictures of us, perhaps, (laughs) in all our glory. And um, make sure that whether you're listening on iTunes or Google Play or SoundCloud or a podcast app, 
that you are liking and rating and subscribing. And reviewing. Reviewing, please. That helps us get um, moved up in the podcast world. Yeah. And tell, share it with your friends. Yeah. Tell your coworkers. Bring out your neighbors. <laughs> Make your cat listen. Yeah, your cats are important. <laughs> and your dogs. They might tell all their dog friends. <laughs> We're going to go viral in the animal world. <laughs> Although I don't know how they'd push play. They don't have thumbs. Oh, true. So you're going to have to play it for them. Share it with your monkey friends. But we will be coming live. Well, not live, but we will be releasing our new podcast yes. every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. So we will have a new one every Wednesday. And we are so stoked. Oh, it's like, so we fun. Get, you would think we'd get less excited, but we just get more excited. Yeah, because it's every time. really super fun. It is. We have a good time, and we like talking to ourselves. <laughs> because that's what it feels like we're doing, sitting in my office, just talking while gazing at each other. I wish you could see that we're, like, nose to nose. Just all up in it. <laughs> With our coffee breath. Mmm. Mm. Delicious. <laughs> so, Yeah. That's what we have for you today, my fine and lovely listeners all across the globe, because we're going to pretend that we're international superstars. (laughs) Worldwide. Worldwide. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week. We should have been funnier.